Welcome to DevOps Accents, a podcast on everything around DevOps, public cloud, and cloud-native topics, with your hosts, Pablo, Leo, and Kirill. Hi, all. Uh, thanks for joining us for another DevOps Accent podcast. With you, as always, every two weeks, our wonderful accents. Why? 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 Why are you smiling, guys? You can hear me. We we can hear you. You know, the only thing is that I say a uh, go super strong, and then <laughs> no. But you can continue. You're doing very well. It, it's not your problem, Leo. It's my problem that I, I am sometimes a bit okay. stupid. Okay. Okay. Anyway, this is just a perfect introduction for Pablo, Kirill, <laughs> and me, Leo. <laughs> say hi to our listeners, guys. Hello, everyone. Uh, So uh, we are the co-founders of MKDev, uh, a DevOps and cloud-native consulting service provider, and we get together to discuss all sorts of things about DevOps and around it, like conferences, for example. As you know, if you are subscribed to our email newsletter, MKDev Dispatch, and our social media, we just got back from the DevOps Days conference in Amsterdam, And this is not our first conference that we have attended, but it is probably the first so far where we have been more active in the role of sponsorship. Uh, is it so, guys? Uh, how do you think this conference for us was different from the past one in uh, Porto? And what's your general impression from Amsterdam and... The opposite days in Amsterdam. I'm going to give my my opinion, really. So, okay, Kirill, at least he went once to one conference, but okay. I stay on the table for the, I don't know how many hours. <laughs> one day it was from eight to, to six, and then we went to the party. But in whatever case, uh, the ambient atmosphere is super cool. You know, you can see how the people, they want to be inside the, inside the rooms, you know. How the people was clapping, they were laughing, you know. You see people enjoying a, a lot the the conferences. And and, and even I, I like a lot this one because on Thursday they made something super interesting that we can talk about that later on, that they made a, a party. But it's not like the typical thing, okay, we have 30 minutes party. So the, mm -hmm. the, the, the party started at six and ended something like 11, 11.30, you know. They have a karaoke, they have a bingo, they have a you know, free free food and free drinks for everyone. It was a, a huge event. And and even they had even a, a music event that at the end they had to cancel because, you know, these days they was it was raining a lot. But I, I, in, in my opinion overall, comparing with others, you know, I think that DevOps Days is, is, is a fantastic opportunity for, you know, for people to learn. And like people like us, for companies to be there, it's, it's, it's a fantastic place. And even a non-profit organization that is even even better. And what you, what's your general impression on uh, the conference itself? And I also would love to know how, on your opinion, um, it's uh, different from uh, the DevOps Days counterparts on in other countries. Because the DevOps days, uh, as as uh, as far as I aware, like is a multinational organization, and they have the uh, people in all the different countries that organize events there, and they are 
in some way they are different from one another. Once, like, they have uh, the general idea of the conference and they present the theme of the conference, the other one, they just create a general meetups, more or less, like, uh, they look like a meetup more than a conference. How this one was different from DevOps Days in Porsche? Uh, on your opinion, Kirill? I think what Pablo said, so we sponsored last year those days Portugal and we went there as the bronze sponsors and as a bronze sponsors we couldn't really have a table or a TV or anything. So we were actually participating in every talk, so we went to all the presentations to the open spaces and we didn't get as much exposure even though um, we managed to get the talk and actually like, speak in front of people about Kubernetes for 40 minutes, that was good, that's kind of one of the reasons we do is to expose MKDF brand to the outside world and to get attention from potential customers, potential co-workers. And in Amsterdam, we were silver sponsors, which includes the table and the roll-up and the TV, which means, as Pablo said, we actually we could not fully immerse ourselves into the conference. Mm -hmm. uh, I managed to go to one talk. In previous episode, I said I want to go to the survivorship bias talk, and that's the one I went on Friday, even though I attended like 20 minutes out of 30. Still, the talk was great. Like The slides were... What I like is with no almost no text and it was really concrete and all the good advices on how to yeah avoid the hype train for new technologies. But <laughs> other than this, uh, we were sitting in the corner handing out give uh, stickers and the booklets and talking to people. What was really cool, what did not happen in um, in Porto is that organizers of there was this Amsterdam they came yeah. up with the idea of the sponsor passport which means that everyone got like a, a piece of paper not the most beautiful one it's like just a, a four printout with the logo of every sponsor and you could go to every single sponsor get a stamp on this paper and then everyone who had a ticket for three days and collect all stamps could win something it's actually a friend of mine pablo left a bit earlier but a friend of mine nico he won the he won a uh, power bank from anchor because he collected all the stamps oh man and he was cool. one of the winners and then wow cool the biggest prize he won the power bank yes and in total there were lots of lots of prizes and i think that's where also like a big part of the budget for the conference went out <laughs> and the biggest prize was this millennium falcon lego set which is seventy-five thousand piece and the guy who won it he was basically like carrying like like this on on top of his head because it was so fucking heavy and when he like, he was trying to make a photo, like he holds it with one hand, and then it was just too heavy, and it's like it's really hard. And the and the, the lady who won the our iPad because we were giving away an iPad Pro, so the biggest prize in the whole conference. So uh, this lady she didn't win anything else, no, because she won a, a drone and she won our iPad Pro, no, nothing else, no. No. Yes, this is what I mean because no, the iPad, I guess, was <laughs> the, <laughs> just a drone and an iPad Pro. The, the point is that when I give away because we went to the to the theater and then we give away the iPad Pro, uh, the same person who won the iPad Pro a few minutes ago won a, a drone. So imagine the the face of the lady when she 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 won a, an iPad Pro, and a few minutes ago she won a drone too. So you know it was something like a the the luckiest person in the in the planet Earth these days. Yeah, they have a, a, a lucky corner. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they too. Uh, I like this uh, idea with stamps. Uh, this reminds me of um, like, where you, uh, like museums. 
yeah so uh, you, you get to, to a museum and you have this brochure that uh, describes you what an uh, exposition is about and uh, it describes every piece uh, that you can see there and once you get to this part of the, the exhibition you just to take a stamp uh, to, to, into your booklet and this helps you to make sure that you saw all the important things in the exhibition and when they implement this during the conference yeah. on one hand this uh, helps people to get engaged and, of course, win uh, interesting devices and prizes. On the other hand, this helps sponsors and those who participate uh, the event uh, to attract more attention. And this is very, very good idea and this very thoughtful uh, from the organizers. Uh, yeah, and kudos to them. I've been, sorry, just only because I want to brag about, I've been on the Dubai Expo a couple of years ago and they had a similar idea. And that's like the only for video version of podcast. They were giving away this kind of passport uh -huh. with like 140 pages so you can get stamps for whatever, for each country there. <laughs> nice. I hoped actually for some kind of passport like this as a souvenir on this conference. That was still super nice, as I say. It just motivates everyone to visit it. Yeah, and uh, I, I just wanted to ask what happens when the person uh, visits, uh, for example, our booth. Like, uh, do you just hand them stamp and farewell, or uh, do you like take the opportunity to uh, make him stop, to talk to them, to introduce yourself? So, what was the overall general engagement when the person uh, reached you? Okay, you have the stamp collector. Because they have this this person who only wants to go there to to get a stamp, and and, and it's okay, you know, because there, I see, you, you put the stamp, and sometimes they want to to talk a bit, you know, because but he is a, still a stamp collector, he doesn't want to know anything about the the company or <laughs> no 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 wait 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 before you go listen I will tell you about our services <laughs> yes but you know at the end it's, it's three days okay really two but okay the, it's it's three days there and then you know the the, the first hours when someone is coming is you, but day by day you are tired no and then sometimes it's mm -hmm. okay you want the stamp I will put you a stamp that's all but you know like apart from these stamp collectors there are another kind of people who who wants to to know about the, the companies because for example in our room we were all the silver uh, silver uh, sponsors for example uh, on our left it was circle ci on our right it was uh, what is this security company uh, check marks check marks thank you so we have semaphore uh, in front of us you know we, ha we have plenty number of companies in in the same room and in the gold sponsor room, they have GitHub, for example, and they have many, many other companies. So then the, the people goes there, and then there is a second kind of people, is the, the stamp collector, and then you have the, the marketing collector, because what do we do? What a company is doing to, to be noticed uh, is, is creating uh, merch merchandising. So you have packs, you have teasers. For example, you can see these teasers. Okay, maybe if you're in the podcast and you're only hearing, you cannot see the, the uh, teaser. Uh, you, you have uh, soft toys. I'm going to say teddy bear, kidding. Uh, you have uh, plenty of themes. You, you know, you have, and there are people who goes 
stamp by stamp collecting all these merchandising themes. And you have, of course, stickers. And the best stickers in the planet Earth are from Enkadev. This is known everywhere. Everyone who was coming to the table was telling, you are a sticker company or what is that? <laughs> and then there is a third a third type of people who is the, the one who is really a, a person who is interested. And he's talking to you and he's, he's, he's trying to, to understand what do you do, you know, and, and, and you need to, to understand that there are two kinds of companies. There are companies like they are selling a software, like for example, Circle CI or Semaphore that it was in front of us. Or there are companies like, like us that we are not selling a software, we are selling a service. So then depends on what you are selling, the people could be more or less interested in, in you. And then you talk about, about what do you do, you know, how to do things. And then there is another kind of people who who is a technical geeks and they, they go to talk to you and to talk about technical things and things like that. And for sure, known people, friends and things like that. How many of those uh, people um, who you like had a chance to talk to are really uh, technical geeks? Uh, so uh, I want to explain like uh, where this question comes from because uh, I've been to a number of different conferences, and I think that like I I uh, I have my own uh, like source of grades like of types of conferences uh one you are visiting to learn something uh the other one uh, you are visiting to uh, have fun and entertain yourself and, and another you are visiting to communicate with people who you have something in common uh like for example i've been on the conference on the games development conference and where I was interested to visit all the panels, all the talks, because they've been talking about the game development process, and I really like to uh, learn more about it. And even though I uh, I didn't understand a lot of what they, they're talking, I still like to listen to them, to learn about the process, just be, be just immersed into the process, like a little bit. And this was like a really entertaining for me. Uh, I didn't get any useful from that, except for entertainment. Uh, the other conference, like what uh, are like marketing conferences that I attended to learn something useful for my profession. And most of them are completely boring because I'm not interested in communicating with other people. Uh, the topic is uh, like, it's your job and uh, it's not like entirely different from watching YouTube videos on marketing themes or reading books or articles. And the third part is when you get to the conference specifically to talk to such geeks and this is where uh, the most inter interesting part uh, comes in because uh, based on what they're talking to, uh, what they're talking about, how they, who they are, how they look, uh, you can make some understanding of the industry, of the audience you are working with or you are planning to sell to. So this is the most part, uh, interesting part to me. And I remember when we've been attending uh, RubyConf, uh, there were a lot of Ruby developers 
And I remember how they've been gathering around around our booth, even though they were not directly interested in what I'm saying to them, but they were interested to gather together and they they stayed there and they talked to each other, discussing some trends or something else. And because they formed like a circle uh, of people talking to each other, they attracted even more people and then more and more people joined. And it's always happened like around our booth uh, on the conference. And I was looking at them and I was checking their outfits, uh, how they look, how they, what they say, where they, where they live. They discussed a lot of like remote work from all the different countries. And, and this gave me the, like the perfect understanding on who are the Ruby developers at that, that time, uh, <laughs> of our life. And this was the most interesting part of that conference because I and I, I learned a lot about people, a, a lot about them, who are they, what their personalities are. So and and th <laughs> this is my question for you two guys: uh, Who are the peoples who attended this? Uh, what they are mostly interested in? What they are talking about? Uh, did you manage to like to eardrop? on their talks or maybe you partake in this or like what's the buzz about so do, do you want to answer Kirill or do you want me to um I don't think you got like a obviously because there are lots of different people there <laughs> it was a long question <laughs> by the way so, you know. <laughs> yeah yeah no, no, the question was like, short but I, 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 I just want to make you <laughs> Just leave me alone. <laughs> when, when I used to say, do you want to answer Kirill because my friend it was in, in, in another place too. So no, this is the reason not that I always do that. <laughs> one, Sorry, one hour question. It was really... <laughs> <laughs> okay, we can we can like I can, I, can, I can help okay, you that's, like that's all for now for next our question. podcast. Thank you, thank you. See you next time. <laughs> Transform. Okay, to a what solo I mean, podcast. there are a lot of different uh, different things, different reasons why you attend uh, the conferences. And since you uh, you didn't visit a lot of talks, and obviously you won't be able to like to tell me uh, what they were talking on the during the talks, but Obviously, you heard a lot uh, what people are talking uh, to each other, to you, and what was the general themes uh, and the, what they were talking about. Okay, the general theme was uh, can I get a stamp for my sponsor passport? That was the most accurate. Like, because as Paul said, like they come with this paper to get a stamp or 90% of them, because really there were like three or four uh, humans who just came like you know like they don't need anything they don't need the stickers they don't need the passport stamp they don't need the naipa they don't need anything they really come to came to our table just to talk to us as only leave without getting anything which was at this like some at the same time nice because sound actually shows genuine interest into the com in, in the company and also not nice because like but we have all these stickers they're so beautiful the team designs them can you take some of them and you have this like as Paul said like a stupid mountain of stickers that we were trying to get rid of. But we were successful at getting rid of them because it was surprised. Like at first it seems there are like too many. And then in two hours, actually we need to bring more from our bags because we had like lots of bags in the bag. But some, I managed to 
we couldn't talk really deep to every person, but to the ones I, I managed to talk, talk to was really nice in terms of the industries. There were companies who were doing solar panels, for example. So they kind of organized the selling of solar panels to the consumers and they provide some, like and the guy that I was talking to, he's working on this, uh, basically a customer portal for people with the solar panels where you can see how much electricity you produced or consumed and how, how, how much money you will get back if you over consume to like put too much electricity back into the net. There was another guy which is really cool to talk to. Uh, I forgot the name of the company because like it's bad with names, but the company they basically digitalize lots of scientific research and books and papers. I think similar that Alex, uh, our Alex used to do um, before for, for the library. So they like, they provide an archive, digital archive of human knowledge in Netherlands. So they take like some old scientific papers, they scan it, they store it in the archive forever. And also super cool is to discuss that the challenge that they have in terms of data storage, because they're currently on-premise, and they have to maintain all this infrastructure. And he was telling that the price they pay for per gigabyte of storage on-premise is two times more than they would pay in something like AWS S3, but they cannot just move to AWS S3 because of compliance. They need to always kind of find a way to negotiate with their like internal lawyers and to find um, a good justification for this move, which is kind of cool because cloud is super good for this long-term storage because like it's super cheap and then there are like lots of storage tiers. Uh, but then sometimes because of the bureaucracy, you can actually use it. It's just a uh, good talk with this person. There were some uh, guys from Allianz, which is a bit funny, like, because we were talking, they're like, oh, where are you from? Uh, we are from Munich. Oh, we are also from Munich. And where do you work? Allianz. Ah, oh, great. Customer of ours. <laughs> It's like, okay, here are the stickers. I'll talk to you later, I guess. <laughs> um, Pablo had like, because I had to leave Pablo a couple of times. And that's actually one yes, of I the... Yes, I remember that. I remember that moment. Because there are some things that this conference did really well. And some things that I, I think the, it was not done really well or was not prepared so well in advance. Because we had a feeling, or just I had the feeling that the conference place and how it was organized, it was not made for 500 plus people. So when there was a lunch time, there would be two food trucks outside for the lunch. Uh, and we were on the third floor, on the second floor, and then like someone has to go down and pick up the food and bring it back. And there was a line, like basically from conference place, the line would go to Budapest, which was like insane. <laughs> This will take like one hour to get food. And then I had to leave Pablo because I don't want Pablo to starve. So I was hunting for food. We kind of split the responsibilities. That this is something that, for example, in, in Porto was not happening. Because yeah. in, in Porto, okay, and even the food is different, you know, because we had to say that Porto was like when you go to a, a two-star Michelin. And yeah. I'm sorry to say that to the people in, in Netherlands, but... The, the food in Porto was something like uh, something amazing, fantastic that you want to repeat and repeat and repeat. And, and, and the space as well. Only, only the food, eh? Yes, and only and the space. But only the food because the, the thing is that when Porto is over, ciao, ciao, see you. You know, the conference is over. There is no party. There is nothing. But in this one, the food was, sorry to say that again, uh, it was mostly sandwiches and then downstairs uh, burgers. So, and and the, the, the food in Porto is something impressive, you know. 
that you had Except fees. Thursday, just yes. credit for Amsterdam for the on Thursday night when they there was a catering company exactly. that was incredible because like the again the issue was that it's just too many people per square meter, uh-huh. but cannot say anything against the food on this day on on this night. Exactly this day, no, because uh, in the evening, not the lunch time, the, the evening night, it was something you know because they they prepare even salmon and they have this this burger and they have burgers and veggie burgers too in case that you want to have veggie burgers but not this type of veggie burger made with a salad that there are people who put a salad they smash the salad and they say okay this is a burger no uh this this kind of burger that are good no and even they have beer for everyone they have a whatever water they want to drink spark water you have everything it was unlimited beer Yes, I know. I remember that. I like. I I could see the what happens when you give unlimited beer to people <laughs> with, with some of the MKDF colleagues. I what can we do, kid? So we are bad people, you know. But it, it wasn't only me, you know. We were a, <laughs> we were at least <laughs> a group of us. It was really happy with the free beer. Not really, the, the Thursday, this events on the Thursday night because there was basically this barbecue with outside. There was there was a musical surprise planned, but it didn't happen. And afterwards there was bingo, so we all like gathered in this big room and we could play bingo and win prizes. Like the amount of prizes was just insane because I said like this is passport, um, sponsored passport prize collection, but there was also bingo uh, where people could win. And really fun because the organizers on stage, they were like making everyone laugh all the time. It was really cool. Yeah. And after bingo, there was a karaoke. Mm-hmm. And really, I, I was talking to a, to a colleague and I was telling that basically... Uh, my my expectation when I saw karaoke was that from IT people, karaoke starts and everyone leaves and nothing happens. No, no, it was full. <laughs> but it was but it was not the case because they actually stayed, stayed for three hours and they were maybe like it started slowly, but then it just became this a party with people singing nonstop, songs constantly changing, people who sing constantly changing. Uh, and some point it was strange because it, like um, we, we left the building couple of times just to go outside and then it's still sun sun is still shining because they maybe like 9 p.m but in this room with karaoke you feel like it's already midnight or like 1 a.m when you're in some nightclub and then you go mm-hmm. outside like oh it's, it's still sunny it just like just feels wrong the brain broke a bit couple of yes. times there because of this difference i enjoy a lot this this, this happens when people have unlimited access to beer it, yes but not everyone because you have kirill that is and no beer guy <laughs> There was also limited access to cola yes. and iced tea. <laughs> and he was, yes, and he was enjoying a lot too. And water, of course. There are no challenges that we couldn't overcome. Whether it is immediate infrastructure problems or planning a future project, we won't simply answer your questions. We become a part of your team to help you complete the mission. Our solutions consider the interests of your business and the combined expertise of the industry as our staff is made up of more than a dozen experts in different areas who share decades of field-tested experience and knowledge with you. So uh, I wanted to learn like, uh, why people in general visit this kind of conferences. Like, uh, so uh, for, from your experience, uh, I, I, I said like, uh, was uh, there to gain some knowledge, uh, to hang out with people or to have fun? Uh, so from your experience, what was the main group of people, what they were doing there? And you also met uh, some of, of our partners, our clients, 
uh, why there, why they in particular visit this. Because, uh, for example, like if you take uh, the person, uh, this nice lady that won iPad from our giveaway, uh, she is, uh, as if I'm not mistaken, so she's a junior developer, and I can imagine she's been visiting to learn something. And she even said that th this was her first ever conference and looks what happens. She won iPad. So people uh, <laughs> take notes, uh, visit such events more because who knows, maybe you will win so too. But anyway, so uh, obviously she visited to learn something. And uh, those people you've been talking to, like, uh, I wouldn't expect to meet a person who create solar panels on the DevOps conference. Like to me, this is uh, an entirely different areas. So, and I can imagine how they are creating the application that calculates all the uh, power that you produce, that you consume or something like that. But I cannot imagine this requires um, like cloud solutions or something like that. But this, 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 and maybe you can explain it to me, but this in general, uh, a bit odd to me why this person visited. Do you have the answer, like why these people engaged there? Uh, were they looking for what? Another group of people that also was a, like, maybe like five people who attended our booth, they were searching for a job. So they were kind of... Yeah, good point. Mm. They wanted to become a DevOps engineer, or they maybe junior, or they just like finished the project and is looking for something else. Well, a couple of freelancers with whom we'll be in touch who maybe finishing the project in one, two months. And which was cool for us because they come to us like, yeah, actually we do DevOps consulting so we can work together on new projects in the future. How is this, uh, okay, so how the conference is better to find a job rather than going to the job board? Uh, so uh, why do you think this is really a good option to, to find? Uh, Simply find because yourself? of a personal contact, because you can, sing karaoke with someone and that's different than just to click apply on linkedin you actually talk to people you can learn and you can learn about the company from people who work there and there is like no like hr wall between you and the actual people who work in the company so you can learn more about what different companies do you can talk to like co-founders of some consultancies for example and learn more about it or you can go to Circle CI and talk to those like four people from Circle CI, and you can learn about the product and see if it's cool or not. Yeah, yeah. So basically, if you drank beer with hiring manager who is looking for new uh, employees, and you uh, don't engage with HR, and you are basically a friend with hiring manager already, and this help helps you to secure your position in that company once you apply because some companies also go there to hire and search for people so it's always a bit of some part of such conference is always some job marketplace because you have people who search for new engineers and you have engineers who search for a new job and you need to think that not every conference is the is the same for example this one it was full of uh, engineers so there is another conferences that are full of uh, leads or, you know, they're full of CXO people, you know, and this kind of, the, this kind of conference, there is no uh, few CEOs, few CTOs, you know, it, it, it was more a, a conference for 
for IT people, you know, for the for the low and medium part, you know, you can have some leader of teams, but there are few, uh, you know, uh, CTOs. So in this case, what is the reason? Because the people is coming to this comp uh, to this conference, this kind of people, the the points that Kirill is telling. Plus, I think that the the people love to belong to something. The first day when we arrived. The I don't remember this lady. She was the the presenter and even the presenter of the karaoke that I I don't remember the la the name of Floor. this lady. Sorry, Floor, Floor with the yes. short hair. Floor. Yes, this one. And she, she was asking, how many times did you come to to this conference? And she was telling, imagine one year, so last year and this one, and three hundred people raised their hand, and she started to say two times, three times. And there was a guy who was, it was the, the number 12 or number 13, the 13th time that he went to these conferences. So yes, so there are people who, who loves that because Fantastic. they feel that they are part of something. So they belong to something. And and, and this is, is like why you belong to a club, why you support a football club, why do you, at the end it's more or less the same, you know. I think that this, this is something important because we need to differentiate between the the business and the company part where we are involved and the 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 people who who love the IT and the people who who really are happy to be part of that. And maybe they see people that they every year they can see there. Or maybe they in three months they go to Rotterdam because there is another conference and all of them they see together and they talk together. Hey hello, how are you? You know, is I think that the, when you belong to a club or you belong to a group, the people feel better. And this is something something important to consider too. Especially in the remote, kind of remote default life when you work with people all over the world. Yeah. Like you sometimes forget actually. So in my case, I live in Munich and there is a huge community of DevOps people here as well, or the infrastructure engineers. So I don't need to always like go to Reddit to talk to uh, people from from my industry, there are like lots of them right here, and conference is a place to meet with this local professionals. Exactly, and and I assume most of the people who attended this particular conference they were from Netherlands and from Amsterdam, and not many people um, came there from different countries. There were a lot from Germany. There was a lot from Belgium. I, I was talking to a guy, one guy. He's from the company. I think they make some like booking appointments. Uh, I forgot, but what I remember is that they're using small talk, and they were discuss not about small talk because I never had, I never encountered small talk as a production language being used in the company. It's pretty cool. So from Belgium, there was like a, a group like, of people. Wait, hold on. I, I didn't understand. What What do you mean by small talk as a production? There's a programming language called small talk. That, that was an experience. Oh, I <laughs> actually like, also when he said because he was he was like yeah like uh, we are doing some small talks like they mean small <laughs> 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 and, and then yeah it's, it's one of the languages that served as an inspiration for Ruby for example and one of this first true object fully object oriented languages was small talk but for me it was something from the thing from the past but it's actually a Belgian company that runs fully on small talk, all of the apps are in small talk. Okay, so they're not talking about whether... <laughs> many, many people from USA, well, not many, but a lot enough for us to constantly bump into them at the conference. Why does this happen? 
Okay, so uh, I can imagine like when people from neighboring countries uh, would like to visit DevOps conference, uh, DevOps days particularly, and they don't have DevOps days, for example, in Belgium, that's why they visit DevOps days in Amsterdam, but you have plenty of DevOps days in USA. But that's, if you live in USA, maybe you want to go to Amsterdam to visit. It's it's more cool than to go from, uh, I don't know, from Washington to Washington DevOps days because you're already there. There is something more than just hang out with uh, people. Come on, okay. you're talking about Amsterdam. So, you know, every, everyone <laughs> was excited to be in Amsterdam. You know, it's not something like it's, uh, it's something with no, you know, uh, the people from GitHub, they were coming from California. And the people from Circle CI was coming from USA too, if I remember properly. So there were people, many people from USA were coming. Even there were one guy, at least me, coming from Africa. So I think especially for developer advocates, uh, that's, that's their job, like the company sponsors, like Elastic search uh they also they seem to try to sponsor everything and they send developer advocates and to give talks and talk to people and then if you're like they're quite often from usa and they just travel always around the world and visit all the conferences so it's the the marketing part of conferences for sure they for sponsors they need to send someone from us to come here and and, and sorry to interrupt you when i when i was in the airport i saw three guys with the DevOps days teaser in the April. Hmm. So, and I, I was with my NKDF and they were pointing to me with the finger, you know, something like, this is the free BR guy. Best, so. best t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> was, Speaking about this is the guy uh, from best sponsor of the conference. Ooh, <laughs> with best ooh, stickers. Best stickers. <laughs> it, it was a sticker factory. They told to me. <laughs> Beautiful <laughs> sticker factory. And even the problem is that we were making this joke to everyone, you know, that... What do you do? No, we're a sticking factory. Oh, wow. For me, there were also these people who. <laughs> that's like, because we had a screen with the video, which, which basically says everything what we do. And there were those people who are like, they would come, but in a safe distance, maybe four meters, would stand and look at the screen. And then, like, okay, got it. And they just go to the next table. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, there are two human sittings, like, oh, just like, come closer. Okay. Yeah, I know everything now. <laughs> Just observing from the far. Okay, so uh, basically the video advertisement that we put together worked, but at the same time it worked too well. Maybe we should. Like... No, because uh, <laughs> no, I think because the amount of people who did this just like looked at the roll up and the video and then just left. It was very small. Most people were like, "So what do you guys actually do?" And I was like, "But you have it on the roll up and on the screen." Like okay, like of course we never said that because we always explained what we do. We always like went through the booklet of the services we offer, etc. But mm -hmm. I think because the video we had was most of the time showing the iPad giveaway uh, and less of the services, so that's why. That's all. Mm -hmm. Yes, but everyone was doing this question: What did you do? So oh, yeah, always except the stump people. That's a good observation. <laughs> we are putting stamps. Yeah, so uh, I, I think like or for the next part, we should do something like what is fractional DevOps? Uh, let's just put this, this question mark and every, everyone counts and asks and you discuss that. Uh, or maybe even make when it. When is in, in three weeks? So. Uh, yeah. When is the next time? Yeah. <laughs> next time, three weeks? 
in three weeks. Yeah, we'll be there. Uh, I wanted to ask you about in three. Yes, three weeks, and then it's, and then it's one in two months. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about uh, as since we start talking about sponsors, I wanted to ask you about like uh, big sponsors. Uh, you mostly hang out with uh, silver sponsors. So, uh, can did uh, did you see what? Uh, gold and platinum sponsors did did, ha did they have some cool uh, booths booth beast <laughs> booths uh, there yeah and uh like did they present something spectacular or something like that well they had a pitch because i remember when i i've been visiting another for example like uh if you if we take this ruby I remember, like, there was a platinum sponsor, and they stole the show by organizing a VR uh, booth, and they provided, like, you you could test some VRs in different tools of VR. Uh, but even though they are not providing services and they do not develop anything in VR, they just attract attention with that. I don't know how it worked. And it did more because I don't remember the name of the sponsor, but I remember that they providing VR <laughs> experience there. And did uh, platinum sponsors in Amsterdam did something similar, or they just have a general business? They had first of all they had pitches, so they had blocks during the conference when they can just go on stage and for and that's something we were not allowed. Even when we were doing giveaway, we were not allowed to talk about the company. We were like Pablo was on the stage just to give away the prize. Yep. Uh, because that's something you actually pay extra for to spend like one minute or like whatever, like maybe some of them have five minutes just to talk about via GitHub you do this and this and then mm -hmm. second there was like the the room of poor sponsors where you were sitting with the circle ci and the other comments and there was a room of this gold and platinum sponsors and they had these big tables with the proper chairs and way more space in general uh, plus they had like a separate corner with coffee machine just for this room uh, so more space basically but in this case what differs this one from the one in porto is that in porto all the sponsors were located between the conference rooms so when you would walk from the, the conference room to lunch, for example, you pass through all the sponsors. Uh, in this conference, it was kind of two separate rooms that you basically need to intentionally go to, which they, again, handled really well with the sponsor passport, but another difference organization-wise. And the, these bigger sponsors, they did lots of cool stuff. There was lots of cool Lego. Uh, apparently, Lego is a big thing in in Amsterdam because our, almost every sponsor was doing a Lego giveaway. <laughs> I, I was struck because I saw I'm in Denmark because they just the amount of Lego was like you look around, it's just like you see Lego sets everywhere <laughs> on every table. There were like two Luke Skywalker's Lego sets, for example, given away. And even there were more because when you go down, there were like sponsors that didn't have a table, but they would, for example, sponsor a food truck. Like Cloudflare, they sponsor some of the food, so they had the roll up downstairs. And they were doing a giveaway of Lego. And they were a sponsor for the beer, to remember that. And for coffee. Ah, I don't drink coffee. There was a sponsor for everything. <laughs> and um, one company, and again, like what Julio says, actually, I don't remember the name of the company, but they were, they let you build something from Lego. 
I think probably you went to, to those ones because I think like they had three boxes of Lego pieces and then you could come and uh-huh, cool. assemble something I, from Lego. Luminar, Luminar, Lumin, Luminar, Luminar, I don't remember, something like that. Yes, and and, and you can make Okay, the... so this is an interesting case because I was, I, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking why the uh, the companies with big names, so everybody know Elasticsearch, like everybody know Klaus Fair, and when they sponsor uh, beer, food, and the conference, so for them it's basically charity. Okay, thank you, Cloudflare, for helping organize this event for us. Kudos to you. But uh, they do not, I don't know, they, they don't attract even more attention and they don't gain even more clients. I think they do. Yes, of course. I think I think it works like, this thing is like the famous like case study of Coca-Cola. Why Coca-Cola sponsors football? Like, why do we need big Coca-Cola posters? I don't understand that. Uh, we talk like about that with, with many other sponsors, for example, with this, uh, with, the, with one of the co-founders of Semaphore. Okay. Uh, and we were talking with him because we're talking about GitHub and GitLab. And the point is why GitHub is everywhere, because GitHub was there and they, they don't have any spectacular scene. So GitHub, yeah, but was GitHub is like Coca-Cola. Yes. Uh, I, I don't understand it too. Everybody knows GitHub. Everybody use it. Like you can't, you can't be in that profession without yes, using but GitHub. Why they need to send five people there? They don't need to send five people, but they prefer to send five people even when everyone is using GitHub, because as much as you are in, even in the soup, even you go to the toilet and you have GitHub, whatever place you go, you have GitHub. You're going to use GitHub. Imagine that you have Encadep everywhere. So you open the TV, you turn on the TV, and you have NKDF. You open your laptop, you have NKDF. You go here, okay, NKDF. Okay, but that, that's the different cases. No, that's but at the end, you want cases. to use... We, we don't... Do you want to have a company? NKDF doesn't provide services like GitHub does. Yes, but it's how it's working. The, the marketing is working by repetition, you know, and it's working by again and again and again and again. That's, a, that's I agree with. But, okay, and at the same time, GitHub, okay, like... I understand why there. I understand why silver sponsors are there because I looked through the list of silver sponsors and there are a lot of companies I didn't know about and I was interested to learn what they are doing. And from this point of view, it worked because I clicked at the same time. So you said like one of the big sponsors uh, who, per- who gave you the opportunity to play with Lego and you named the name that I didn't know before. And in that case, I I can imagine and I can see how it works. They attract people providing cool things for you to, to engage with and you learn their name. But just who they are, what they do, and this is a way for you to learn about them. And basically for me, like this is the, the only case like where this uh, gold or platinum sponsorship can work. But for the company, if it's a smaller company, like it's a, it's a very, it's a, a big amount of money to share, to spend on uh, platinum sponsorship. Yeah. And that's just why I think that not many companies are doing that at only big companies like GitHub or like Elasticsearch are capable of doing this. And for small companies, it's to get the name in the, into the head. And for the bigger ones, the idea is that the name sticks there. Because GitHub, like for sure everyone knows GitHub, but there was a period of time, like three, four years ago, when GitHub was, like before GitHub was acquired by Microsoft, and it was stagnating because there were like no new features being released. 
and GitLab was becoming more and more popular because GitLab had GitLab CI and all the other features built in. And people started like, there were companies that would just go for GitLab and not GitHub because GitLab just offered more. Mm. Uh, and now like GitHub is back into the game is this GitHub Actions, code spaces and all the other cool features. And if you look at this conference where we've been, GitLab also, they were a sponsor, but the bronze sponsor. So the only way you could see GitLab is you look at the list of sponsor logos and they're like somewhere at the bottom, like it's, it's, it's smaller than MKD, which is GitLab. But GitHub is like this huge logo and they had this huge table and everyone see GitHub all around the conference. Okay, this makes sense. So you get this idea in the head is that the default choice is GitHub and not GitLab. And same for Elastic, how many tools are out there for logging and observability? But Elastic is there at every conference, so when you attend conferences, you get this idea that maybe Elasticsearch should be the default choice or is default choice for this kind of tasks. So I think it's very important, you know, because, uh, and at the end, what Kirill is telling out, for example, this case with GitHub and GitLab, is one is bronze, the other one is gold. One is has no table, the other one has a huge table. And now these 500 people, if tomorrow they need to choose between what CI/CD tool? Okay, we need to say that Semaphore was there and CircleCI was there too. So there were four sponsors with uh, CI/CD. If you need to choose between GitLab and GitHub, at the at the end, most of the people is going to choose mostly GitHub because they were there. So is the reason because the people goes to, goes there and the and the company spend money and, and pay at the conference because at the end we the sponsors are the people who pay the conferences you know we, who pay the food who pay the everything you know and this is the reason because you need to be there it, it's like who pay the TV the the sponsors pay the TV mm-hmm. you can watch TV because there are sponsors who think that when you are watching whatever thing in, on TV or a TV show. Uh, someone is going to pay an advertisement and then you are going to remember. And what is the way that you remember this image? Repeating and repeating and repeating and repeating. We were talking with the Circle CI people that two years ago, three years ago, they, they have a huge campaign in YouTube, you know, about a Circle CI advertisement. Millions. Because these kind of huge American California companies, they work in the way that I'm going to lose money to grow so I spend millions and millions to grow, grow, grow. And then the people introduce more money. And then I grow more, 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 more. And then I, people buy more, more, more and more. And then one day you can leave the company and the other one <laughs> stay in the company with the, with the debt. Because this is how these huge monster companies works, you know, they, this, this American company. And they made a huge campaign and everyone knows Circle CI. But for example, now they have... I may be telling wrong number, but they were telling that they have 150 developers for C- the CI/CD, and 150 is a huge number. I don't know because this lady I, from from GitHub she was telling the number, the amount of people that they have from, from developers in in GitHub, and it's not something that you can say, okay, they have in GitHub 2,000, and here they have, mm-hmm. you know, more or less it's, it's a compared number. But if you are not there. Nobody knows you. You need to be here. You need to be present. Yes. Uh, another example. Sorry about the Formula One. If you look at the, there was the. <laughs> if, if you look at the sponsors of Formula One teams, you see Oracle, AWS, and Microsoft. And because you always look at these cars, you know, these people driving, yeah. you know, the logos, especially AWS, because AWS is a sponsor of Ferrari team, but they also sponsor the trucks. So if you see like this 
Spanish Barcelona F1 um, Grand Prix. It's called Spain Barcelona AWS Grand Prix. Yes. Because for sure they want, and also for, for sure IT people know AWS, but they want everyone to know AWS because also decisions about migrating to the cloud, especially for big companies with uh, rich executives who maybe attend the F1 races. They'll be there looking at Oracle logo. Do you think this works? You can look at the top four clouds. Do you want to sponsor a Formula One team, Leo? Is what you want to say? Uh, well, yeah. That, that if it's Fernando Alonso, I am okay. If it's not Fernando Alonso, I... sorry. This is not with me. I'm sorry, I'm sorry Carlos. I'm sorry. I know. I know a lot of uh, financial, like fintech startups or fintech companies like sponsoring sport events uh like racing or uh, sailing uh i know several companies several fintechs who are sponsoring a sales team uh, i mean sail when you are going on yachts using as it swims using sails and uh they're sponsoring several number uh, a number of teams and they partake in championships in different ways and I can understand that because uh, people who are engaged in sport are more likely to engage in financial, I don't know, like uh, when you make stakes or when you make uh, some investments, um, this is some kind of spirit involved. But when we talk about IT or cloud services, you surprised me with uh, fact that AWS sponsors Formula One team. <laughs> this was unexpected. Like, why is it even your audience here? <laughs> because uh, to me, it's, it's entirely different. No, for sure. The audience is there because who is going to decide to invest 50 to 100 million to migrate a big bank to the cloud? It won't be an attendee of a DevOps day. Sorry, it will be top executives. This is the point. And there are probably also some salespeople in this. Uh... But do you think, do you think like when a top executive goes to Dubai or goes to any other country that hosts Formula One and they see this logo and they, oh yeah, I should tell my CTO that we should pick AWS. But is it even here to decide this? Or, or uh, they assume that CTO of a bigger company is there too and watching the the race at this uh, if you talk about huge huge companies when they decide which cloud to use there are like lots of sales and lots of politics and sponsoring these huge events is part of it but i'm sure there are also people involved with aws and amazon at the event itself who are who know who goes there and talk to them so it, for sure it's not just the logo but it's one of the things because you go there and you see that aws is this huge thing because you see a whole a whole truck being more or less like AWS built or sponsored. Mm. So it, I think it's, it does play a role. This is interesting. And, and it's yeah, not I only that. about it in that way. But Leo, do you need to think too something like what Kirill says now about the big world? It's important because, okay, no, nobody wants to, to be with a loser. <laughs> so, and, and it's something that is, is in, our, in our body, you know. You don't want to be with a, with a company that is losing. You, you don't want to be... You want to be always with a winner. Mm -hmm. And what is the best way to show uh, for a company that you are a winner? Because you have money 
to spend in advertisement. Because if you don't have money, you cannot spend in advertisement. And if you spend millions, it's because you have more millions back in the bank. Because you don't spend something that you don't have. So so then if you see AWS with millions and millions in advertisement, uh, and you have to choose between Azure, Google Cloud, or AWS, and you see, because you love Formula One, like one guy that we know here, and it's not me, neither is you, Leo. <laughs> so, and, and you love Formula One, and you're watching daily AWS, and as Kirill is telling, you're a decision maker, and you are the, the person who is going to, to be in the board deciding uh, Google Cloud or AWS. Why not? It's, it's, it's like if you love football and, and your team, imagine, is, uh, uh, I, I don't know, Real Madrid, and, and, and you have, uh, I don't, sorry to say that, I think the, the, the sponsor of Real Madrid is Emirates Airlines, so I think it's Emirates. So, and then you, you need to, to make an agreement with Emirates or with uh, Air Europa. Maybe you say, let's go to the agreement with Emirates because they they pay to my my team. Mm -hmm. So it, it's the same. We need to, you need to compare all these teams. And normally the people who, who watch Formula One, at least the people that goes to the to the place to watch the Formula One, normally is medium high, high class. You know, it's, it's not, you know, it's not a cheap, sport to to go to watch because uh, I've been once many many years ago but you you went last time to I don't remember what you what you went to Jeddah yes and I, I went to Indianapolis and the other day I was watching a video in Miami and only the the parking car to left the parking car in Miami it was almost for the three days it was almost two hundred dollars only to park the car so plus the entrance plus the food plus you spend Maybe two k, three k in one in one weekend. So it's a play with money, and the, the people with money is the decision makers. And, and you can see on every event. So the Formula, just like to continue Formula One, so we have this paddock club, yes, which is basically the tickets for this one cost five to six k and more uh, for the event. And you can see in Instagram Formula One what like who attends this because they also in the social media they kind of highlight oh there's like Tom Cruise or there's like Will Smith. Or there's Tim Cook is there on the in this paddock club. So like, not so many like there are particular group of people who can actually afford like five to six pay six k for this kind of ticket. And of course, like you want to reach these people as a as a sponsor. And basically, what we are talking here about is the this is emotional decision make making involved rather than objective-based decision-making and the same in tech so it's like there is like there is basically the illusion i think that technical decisions are made with a very like a sober mind and that we just really analyze everything but no it's the same humans who make decisions in the same way so the same marketing tricks work mm -hmm. as good as with any other product be it coca-cola or aws yeah, yeah, yeah. so and the, 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 that's another reason why this github sponsorship works so uh you just basically bombs everyone brains with github 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 and and when it comes to selecting a tool uh, our brain don't even remember other options other than github <laughs> at some point yeah and this is basically how it works. Or other options, because the, one of the things that happened last week 
is Basecamp. We talked about them quite a lot because they migrate from mm-hmm. uh, the cloud back to on-premise and the Finnish migration. We were discussing uh, like in one of the first episodes how long it will take them. It took six months. So now all of Basecamp is back to on-premise and they save on this one and a half million dollars per year. And the reason I bring it up is that if you start reading the reactions to this migration, like the percentage-wise, the biggest kind of uh, opinion on this, uh, or the, the most shared opinion, such it's crazy, they use the cloud wrong, they, not, they don't know that what they're doing, they just want to squeeze more money out of the business. So, again, why people think this way, that there is only one option in this world, it's the cloud. It's also advertisement for sure a result of advertisement marketing. Yes. Because mm. we've been convinced that the only way to do things is cloud. So when someone says, well, actually, we saved like almost two, two million per year and we are totally fine and we can grow as fast and actually our applications are more performant, you have this cognitive issue. Like, but, but everyone told me that the cloud is the best thing. They probably did something wrong. And now everyone is so convinced that it's it's hard for a company of a smaller scale like Basecamp because they still like what hundred people even though they have so many customers, it's hard for them to change in the human brain that there is another way to do things. And there is nothing rational about this discussion from people who say that yeah Basecamp is stupid and mm-hmm. the guys are doing the business for more than twenty years. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and I think that is the reason, one of the reasons why we will decide to continue our sponsorship of the events. Um, we are going to Munich in a few weeks, and we will be talking about this a little bit more in the future episodes. And if you guys don't want the guys who are listening to us today, if you don't want to miss this, uh, give us a like, subscribe. And don't forget to subscribe to MKDF Dispatch newsletter. That's the best way to get along with everything that happens at MKDF. We share everything that we learned, everything that we produced there in the newsletter. And I would like to thank every one of you who join us today. And see you in the next one. See you. Thank you, guys. Adios. The cloud tech industry is evolving so fast. Do you keep up with it by improving your skills or upskilling your team? At MKDev, we offer a variety of workshops for just that, from the basics to expert knowledge. Before delivering our workshops and training sessions, we carry out a detailed assessment of each participant. To make sure the workshop is helpful for you and your team, we will add more content to it or throw out what you already know or we create a custom workshop specifically for the needs of your team and the specifics of your project. 